بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اهتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين عما بعد قال الإمام محمد عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في كتاب التوحيد باب أو باب ما جاء في كثرة الحلف وقول الله تعالى لا يؤاخذكم الله باللغو في أيمانكم ولكن يؤاخذكم بما عقدتم الأيمان فكفارته إطعام عشرة مساكين من أوسط ما تطعمون أهليكم أو كسوتهم أو تحرير رقبة فمن لم يجد فصيام ثلاثة أيام ذلك كفارته كفارة أيمانكم إذا حلفتم واحفظوا أيمانكم كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تشكرون Sheikh Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala <coughs> he mentions in this uh, chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed which is the 62nd chapter of Kitab al-Tawheed he said babu ma jaa fi kathrati al-half and that is the chapter in which comes regarding uh, the prohibition of taking oaths frequently wastefully taking oaths and he mentions a few verses in the Quran uh, particularly uh, from Surah Al-Ma'idah <coughs> and some ahadith and likewise uh, a statement of one of the Salaf uh, regarding this affair the first uh, verse that he brings is la yu'akhidhukum Allah bi laghwi fi aymanikum walakin yu'akhidhukum bima aqadtum al-ayman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not take you to account for the oath that you uh, you make uh, unknowingly without thinking but he takes you to account for those oaths which you do knowingly and if you do not fulfill those oaths fa kafaratuhu it'amu ashati masakin min awsati and the penalty for not fulfilling that oath that you intended full intention in uh, making if you don't fulfill that that oath then the penalty is to feed 10 poor with uh, a balanced portion of that which you feed your family or or clothe them, maybe clothe uh, an, one individual, a man, or clothe a woman with the with the clothing of of of, of the of the sex. Or tahrir or free a believing slave, emancipate a believing slave. And the one who does not have the ability to do those three, then he. Or she should fast three consecutive days. 
and that is the expiation or or uh, penalty for uh, not fulfilling your oath. Wahfadu aymanukum. Take your oaths seriously. Take your oaths seriously, and do not uh, make oaths frequently. Kadalika yubayyinullahu lakum ayatihi laallakum tashkurun. And that is why how Allah subhanahu wa taala bring forth his verses in uh, clarifies his verses for you in order for you to be grateful in order for you to be grateful regarding this verse we're going to mention a few points and the first point is uh, the intent uh, in this verse uh, for Kitab al-Tawheed and this chapter and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning against making unnecessary frequent oaths as that will uh, uh, show uh, some type of uh, uh, lack of uh, rever uh, reverence for the one that you are making the oath, yani the mahloof, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when an individual says, Wallahi, the mahloof is the, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that they're swearing by. And by frequently making these oaths is not uh, fulfilling the reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is a major part of Tawheed which is a major part of Tawheed which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited uh, frequent oath making and um, not fulfilling those oaths now the second point we're going to mention is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this Surah Al-Ma'idah this verse in Surah Al-Ma'idah that's verse number 89 that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not take you to account for making those oaths uh, absent-mindedly you know, you're absent-minded when you make uh, those oaths Allah does not take you to account for those oaths and uh, and that is those oaths that you take where you mention you say wallahi but you say absentmindedly and you're not actually thinking of that which you're saying and uh, these uh, absent-minded uh, oaths Allah does not take you to account and uh, this makes brings us to uh, a point here and that is that making uh, oath or making aqsamul yameen yanqasimu ila thalathati tanqasimu ila thalathati aqsam and that is that swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making an oath is of three categories it's of three categories the first of those is al-yameen al-muhaqqaq or muhaqqaqa mun'aqidah and that is the swearing and making oath and yahlifu ala amrin fil mustaqbal a yaf'aluhu aw la yaf'aluhu fa idha hanafa wajabat alayhi al-kafara and that is the oath that the person makes in sound mind he knows what he is doing he has the intention of making uh, that oath and that is the oath to do something in the future or to say something in the future or not to do something in the future and if he hanatha wajabat alayhi al-kafara and if he does not fulfill that oath, it's obligatory for him to uh, proceed in performing the penalties in that which is mentioned in Surah Ma'idah. That's the first category. The second category of making an oath is 
And that's in this verse, And that is that oath that the individual uh, he makes uh, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, and uh, ibn Qayyim and also uh, the Hanabila, the Hanbalis, they mention uh, from the Madhahib al-Hanbila, Hanabila, they um, mention that uh, this is two affairs. That which comes on the tongues of the individual without intention. Yani, he says, Wallahi, this and that. I will do Wallahi, this and that. But that swearing by Allah, he done it absent mindedly. He didn't intend to uh, make an oath. He didn't intend to make an oath, but he. Uh, it came on his tongue and all that the second one is that um, swearing uh, the oath that the individual makes uh, regarding something that he <coughs> he thought it was uh, 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 how the situation is but the reality is not actually what he expected or what he thought. So this individual here, uh, there's no kafara for him. Uh, there's no penalty for him because he's absent-minded and he wasn't sure. So here, uh, the ulama such as uh, Ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, and Ibn Qayyim say that he does not have to do the penalty. And we mentioned the penalty in Surah Al-Ma'idah. The third category of uh, swearing is Al-Yameen Al-Ghamus. Al-Yameen Al-Ghamus. And it is called Ghamus anna the individual he's in the is called Al-Ghamus, uh, this oath of Ghamus, and that is that this individual is drenched in sin. This individual is drenched in sin, drowning in sin. Because of this yameen alati yahlifu al amri ma amrin ma kathiban aliman, in which he makes an oath and he's lying with that oath and he is fully aware that it is a lie. And he's fully aware that it's a lie. Naam. And uh, this is uh, the, uh, the third category of. Uh, of of an oath, and the uh, ulama they deferred to wujub kafarati hadha no the ulama uh, uh, differed as it relates to its obli- the obligation of making an uh, or the fulfilling the penalty for making this uh, oath upon a lie. The ulama differed some. They said that it's obligatory for that individual to fulfill the the penalty, and others saying that. Uh, it's not obligatory to do the kafara but rather all he has to do is repent and make tawbah and seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is al-yameen al-ghamus and this is that 
swearing by Allah that oath where it is a lie and the individual due to this lie he's swearing making an oath upon he knows it's a lie he's drenched uh, he's drenched with sins so he has to make toba khilaf bin ulama difference of opinion is whether he needs to do the kafara and the 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 ahwat bila shak is that the individuals who do the kafara and this is moving away from uh, any type of khilaf and difference of opinion uh, as it relates to this affair now so in this verse here barakallahu feekum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wahfadhu aymanakum preserve your your oaths yani and that is do not frequently make oaths and if you do make an oath then that oath should be fulfilled otherwise alayka al kafara and that brings us to the next point and that is that the kafara that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated is as we mentioned he has a choice either number 1 and this is the i think point number 3 uh, the kafara and that is the expiation or the penalty regarding the one that does not fulfill his oath and that is that he has a choice uh, either to feed 10 poor individuals from that which is from that the balanced nature of his his uh, uh, consumption at home food that he eats at home uh, or uh, with his family or he he or or he clothed them or frees uh, 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 a believing slave and if he's unable to do those three then he should fast three consecutive days three consecutive days and this should be the penalty and expiation for his oath that he did not fulfill but again the turkeys and the most important affair here is wahfadu aymanakum Fulfill your oaths because in the fulfillment of the oath and do not making frequent oaths, it shows elevation to the one that you're swearing by. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is that it's not done in vain. It's not done out of lies. It's done rather uh, in the need on the times when it's needed, in the times when it's needed now. And then Sheikh al-Islam... <coughs> And then Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions uh, a hadith, Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah ta'ala, he then mentions a hadith in this chapter, and that's an Abi Hurairata, radiyallahu anhu, qala sami'atu rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, al-halaf, al-halifu man faqatun lil-sil'a, man haqatun lil-kasb. Al-Halifu manfaqatun lil-sil'a wa mamhaqatun lil-kasb akhrajah. He said, Rahimullah, and Abu Hurayta radiallahu ta'anhu, that the messenger, here the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa rasulullahi, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was saying that the, by swearing, and when one swears by Allah in, in business, yes, manfaqatun lil sila. Yes, uh, it would persuade the buyer to buy. 
and to purchase. Swearing by Allah, saying, Wallahi, I bought this for 1,000 riyals and I'm selling it to you for this. Wallahi, I bought this for this amount of, 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 of sterling and, uh, uh, I, I bought, and I'm selling it to you for this. By swearing by Allah, yes indeed, uh, the individual, the purchaser, will feel confident in buying the product وَلَكِنْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ أَقْبَحَ هَذِي الْحَدِيثِ مَا مَحَقَّةٌ لِلْكَسْبِ But rather, by this action, it will uh, bring about a uh, lack in blessing. قِلَّةُ الْبَرَكَةِ لِلْزَوَالِ الْبَرَكَةِ لِلْزَوَالِ وَسَبَبٌ لِلْزَوَالِ بَرَكَةِ الْكَسْبِ And that is, وَيَكُمْ سَلَامُ تُلَامُ And that is that when one individual he swears by Allah in business transaction, it will convince the purchaser to buy because he sworn he has sworn by Allah. So yes, he will receive some type of kes, uh, the sila, the 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 product will be uh, sold. But then the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said Mamhaqatun lil kesb ay sababun li zawali barakatil kesb But by that action of swearing and making that oath in that situation uh dishonestly as well, this will uh lead to uh the absence of blessing as it relates to that wealth that is earned. There will be lack of blessing or no blessing rather as it relates to that wealth that is earned. So in this hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there's some fawaid. There's some benefits that we can take from this hadith. al ula the first benefit, tahrimu al-ikthari min al-halif. And that is the prohibition of frequently making oaths, swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second benefit that we can take from that is tahrimu tarweej bil haram, and that is trying the the prohibition of 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 uh, of penetrating and 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 uh, pushing forward one's uh, proper uh, product uh, with haram. And the third benefit that we can take from this hadith is al kadibu fi al bayi. And that is that lying in business when one is selling or when one is buying is a means of removing al-barakah, removing the blessings. And that is taken from this hadith. But the fundamental benefit that we can take from this hadith is tahrimul ikthari uh, and that is the prohibition of wastefully and frequently making an oath now. So then Shaykh al-Islam mentioned and Salman radiyallahu anhu and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
ثلاثة لا يكلمهم الله ولا يزكيهم ولهم عذاب أليم وشيمة زان آئل مستكبر والرجل جعل الله بضاعته لا يشتري إلا بيمينه ولا يبيع إلا بيمينه رواه الطبراني بسند صحيح عند إزد حديث أو سلمان رضي الله عنه يعني سلمان الفارسي رضي الله عنه صحابي جليل أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم سلمان الفارسي he said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he said three people that Allah will not speak to them and will not purify them and for them is a torment a punishment and torment ushaymitun zan an old man that fornicates wa'ailun mustakbir a pauper that is arrogant a poor man a pauper a'ailun a pauper that is arrogant وَرَجُلٌ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ بِدَعَتَهُ And an individual that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him some, some uh, product or, or, and so forth لَا يَشْتَرِي إِلَّا بِيَمِينِهِ He doesn't buy except with an oath being sworn وَلَا يَبِيعُ إِلَّا بِيَمِينِهِ And he doesn't sell except via an oath being sworn And this hadith is in the uh, Senate in Sahih, it's an authentic chain uh, mentioned by Rawahu uh, At-Tabarani Rawahu At-Tabarani Regarding this hadith Barakalafikum We will deal with a few benefits The first of those is In this hadith Is Ithbat Kalam Sifatul Kalam Lillahi Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala In this hadith is The affirmation of uh, the speech being attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is from the aqeedah of Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah and that is that the people of the sunnah they f- affirm speech that is befitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is mentioned by Allah in his Quran وَكَلَّمُ Musa Musa and Allah spoke to Musa with a speech and likewise in the sunnah as is mentioned in this hadith ثَلَاثَةٌ لَا يُكَلِّمُهُمُ اللَّهُ وَلَا يُزَكِّيهِمْ and that is the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as the hadith we have here that the three categories of individuals La Allah that Allah would not speak to him or speak to them. Therefore this is affirming the Sifat al Kalam, the attribute of speech for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is mutakarrar in the Ahl Sunnah established in the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Point number two and that is in this hadith Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentions the three examples of those who Allah would not speak to and not purify and for them is torment and the first of those is ushaymitun zan ushaymitun zan and that is ushaymitun zan is an old man that does that fornicates Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned this in the Sigatul Tazghir in a belittling form a to show the lowness or low the, the low level uh, as it relates to nobility of this act that the individual who is old 
whose desires are less, who is old, his desires are less, but yet he still fornicates, or yet she still fornicates. And this shows that fornication and this maxia is something that is firmly placed in their hearts. Is that the fact that uh, one reaches that age of, of el the elderly age where the desires are more so subdued and uh, is free from the, the, the weakness of the youth but yet this individual still fornicates it shows uh, a level of, of khubath and, 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 and corruption and sins that this individual has in his disposition in his disposition point number three the second example that he mentions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions is a'ilun mustakbir. And that is those, one of the people that Allah's mess, Allah will not speak to is the pauper that is arrogant. Mustakbir, that is arrogant. And we know it from the hadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it says, akibru batru haq wa ghamtu nas. He said that, Arrogance is rejecting the truth and looking down on the people. This is kibr, batrul haq, waghamtun nas. Two things: rejecting the truth and hiding. Rejecting the truth, also hiding the truth, is in, incorporated in that meaning. Rejecting and hiding the truth. Number one, and number two, uh, arrogance is waghamtun nas, looking down on the people looking down on the people so this ilun, uh, this pauper uh, that is arrogant and has his characteristics of arrogance allah would not speak to him why because he is poor and one of the main things that uh, uh, causes people to have arrogance is al-jah is status wal-mal and wealth is status and wealth and this pauper doesn't have that but even he doesn't have this wealth, he doesn't have this uh, status, but yet he's still arrogant. It means that it's innate in him. It's deep in his persona. It's, it's deep in his disposition. And that is khubath. So therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not speak to him for that level of khubath and sin that the individual has from having this arrogance. And then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions the individual who has a product and it's not only it's not sold except by swearing. Uh, Nam, it's not uh, sold except by swearing, and he does not purchase except by swearing, except by swearing. And this here shows the wastefulness in barakalafikum in uh, making an oath and. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentions Barakallahu Fikum that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will not speak to this individual because of his disrespect in the the uh, uh, the station of making an oath by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in that it's used uh, in an opportunist way in order to gain wealth when rather the swearing by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is ibadah it's worship and in it is reverence to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in, from this angle, ya ikhwatil kiram, comes the link between swearing here and making an oath to tawheed. So therefore, the individual who wastefully does this oath and making his oath, na'am, he's doing this because of his lack of reverence and level of exalting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one that one swears by, the one that one swears by subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. And then after that, Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah ta'ala, 
he mentions another hadith and that's hadith that is sahih authentic hadith and imran ibn hussein radiyallahu an qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama khayra ummati qarni thumma alladhina yalunahum thumma alladhina yalunahum qala imran fala adri adhakara ba'da qarnihi marratayni aw thalatha ثم إن قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم إن بعدكم قوما يشهدون ولا يستشهدون ويخونون ولا يؤتمنون وينذرون ولا يوفون ويظهر فيهم السمن أو سمن ويظهر فيهم السمن عند أي حديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن إمران بن حسين the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said that the best of my nation yani This Ummah is his generation yani The generation of the Sahaba Then those after them from the Tabi'een Then those after them from the Atba Tabi'een And uh, Imran uh, He said I don't know if he mentioned After his generation two As we just mentioned or three, meaning a fourth generation. Nam. Then he said that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Then there will come a generation who will be ready to to bear or to witness without being requested to do so. And also they will be treacherous and not trustworthy. Uh, they will take oaths, and you know, he make oaths for vowing but never fulfill them, and obesity uh, will be seen. In them, yani they'll have, they'll have obesity. They'll have obesity. And in this hadith, we mention some fawaid. The first fa'ida, the first benefit that we can take from this hadith, yeah, is that the best of mankind after the Anbiya are the Sahaba. The Sahaba are the best of this ummah after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the best in this ummah is the sahaba khayru umti qarni the best of my nation is my or the best of my ummah is my generation yani the sahaba so this shows the virtue of the sahaba and the proof and evidence on why we should follow them if they believe as you believe Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and your qarn and your generation, yani the Sahaba, then they, uh, if they believe that they, like you believe, uh, they will be guided. They will be guided. Point number two. The second benefit that we can take from this hadith is the precision of Imran ibn Hussein uh, and also his reverence from the sunnah and the statements of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As he said, sorry, uh, I don't know whether the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned the two generations after his generations or three generations after his generation. And this shows the precision of the narrators from the Sahaba that if they weren't sure that they will mention it and they will not guess. 
and this shows reverence as it relates to the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and again further shows the, the 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 station and the virtue of the companions of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam radiyallahu an ashabihi an ashabi nabiyyina muhammadin ajma'in naam benefit number 3 is in this uh, hadith uh, it shows, I mentioned before that it shows the virtue of the Sahaba, but it also shows the virtue of the Salaf in general, yani the three or four generations as is mentioned in this hadith. The fourth benefit that we can take from this hadith is Tahrimul Khiyana, and that is the impermissibility of treachery. And being the, imp- the impermissibility of treachery and the obligation of being trustworthy. The impermissibility of treachery and the permiss- and the, uh, the obligation uh, of being trustworthy. The fifth benefit that we can take from this wujub al wafa bin nadar, and if somebody makes a vow, if somebody makes a vow, it's obligatory for them to fulfill that vow, and that's taken from the statement of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and these individual who came afterwards. And they will make a vow and they do not fulfill that vow, showing it's obligatory to fulfill the vow that one makes. And the Messenger وسلم, he mentions this as a way of dispraise for these generations that came afterwards that did not fulfill their vows. The sixth benefit that we can take from this hadith is from the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu uh, and that is that obesity will be present amongst them and the meaning of this is the love of the dunya yani they're eating they're, they're overeating overindulging indulge, overindulging in, they're indulging uh, overly indulging in um, uh, food and drink to a level where they have reached a level of uh, obesity and this is because of their love of the dunya with a love of the worldly affairs which means that from this hadith we can take from this tahreem al-ishtighal bid-dunya and that is the the prohibition of putting all our eggs in one basket as in busying ourselves with the dunya alone busying ourselves with the dunya alone and um not thinking about the akhirah, not putting any of our efforts for the hereafter. For yudhiru fihim a siman, that uh, obesity will become apparent to them because they just care about his worldly affairs, the food, the drink, desires being fulfilled, and not looking forward to the akhirah, not looking kulluma alayha fan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that everything in this world will perish. And the only thing that will remain is that which is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which is for the hereafter. So in this hadith it shows the uh, impermissibility of focusing on the dunya, these worldly affairs and forgetting the most important affair and that is the akhirah and that is the hereafter. Now, and then after that, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad al-Dwahab, <coughs> he mentions another hadith 
similar to that which was mentioned before, and this time an, Ab- an Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu anhu anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal khayrun nasi qarni thumma alladhina yalunahum thumma alladhina yalunahum thumma yaji'u qawmun tasbiqu shahadatu ahadihim yameenah wa yameenuhu shahadatah and that is the narration of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama which is narrated by Abdullah ibn Masoodin radiyallahu ta'ala that the Messenger said, The best of mankind is my generation than those who come after them, and those who come after them. Then after that there will come a people whose witness will go ahead, will go will precede their oaths, will precede their oaths, and their oaths will precede their witnessing or being a witness. So in this hadith, Barakallahu Feekum, Yukhbiruna Nabiyu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fi hadha al-hadith, anna khayra hadhi al-umma wa afdalaha hum ulaika al-qurun al-arba al-ula al-mufaddala. That the fourth generation, the four generations of the Salaf, or the three generations, are the most virtuous of this umma. And that is that he mentioned Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam kathalika, anna baba al-shar, and that is that after these uh, generations or from the Salaf, after that the doors of evil is opened and in reality that which the messenger mentioned here has occurred and this is from the Alamut and Nubuwa and we see after the the generation of the Sahaba and the Tabi'in the amount of evil that's of Bid'ah the evil of Ma'asi and qatl and so forth that has occurred after this and zandaqa uh, and and the love of the dunya and the following of desires and the uh, lack of respect for the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much so it becomes easy upon an individual to swear it becomes easy upon an individual to make an oath to swear by Allah without actually making this oath in reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much so it becomes an issue where it doesn't hold the same station as it did in the times of the Salaf that the individual will make this oath for tasara or fi or tasara ilayhi qabla an yutlab before he's even required to do it he said wallahi before he's even required to do it he'll swear by Allah so in this hadith here it shows the impermissibility of frequently swearing or making oaths swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as this uh, shows the individual lacks in his reverence of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who he has sworn by who he has sworn by now and then finally the Sheikh Sheikh Islam Muhammad Abdul Hab rahimahullah ta'ala <coughs> he mentions an athar and Ibrahim النخعي رضي الله عنه قال كانوا يضربوننا على شهادة والعهد ونحن الصغار كانوا يضربوننا على الشهادة والعهد ونحن الصغار and that is that he says Rahimullah Ta'ala Ibrahim Nakhai that in our childhood we were beaten by our elders to stand firm on witnesses and covenants 
and that shows that here he says rahimullah that in our childhood in the, when they were children they were brought up and beaten in order to fulfill uh, uh, their witnesses and their oaths and their covenants and their promises now so this shows that the importance of cultivating one's children upon the obedience of Allah and also it shows the importance of cultivating the children uh, to have reverence of Allah by making these oaths and making these and swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the salaf would cultivate their children to make sure that they don't frequently swear by Allah uh, uh, in vain so to speak and they and when and if they do swear by Allah they fulfill their oaths as a form of respect by respect and love and reverence for the one who they swore by and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the angle of tawhid and that is to raise and elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to in our hearts and also uh, in our tongues and also in our limbs in that we do not make oaths unnecessarily and if those oaths are made that they are fulfilled with with uh, reverence to Allah to subhanahu wa ta'ala and it shows the self were focused on this so much so that they will cultivate their children in that regard which shows the reason why that they are the most virtuous uh, of this ummah the Salaf and Ibrahim and Nakhai, Rahimahullah, was from the ulama of the Salaf. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm upon this deen and make us be from those whose speech and action and belief uh, uh, for, uh, increases us in reverence uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and in the elevation and, and ra- is raising our hearts for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love is raising our hearts. Uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in that for in that fulfill his commandments and stay away from his prohibitions and stay upon this firm with ikhlas and sidq ila al-mamat to our death ameen wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen